So this morning and the rest of the day we'll continue with uh, instructions in the meditation from yesterday. Still encouraging that process of arriving, of grounding in your body, in the present, settling. and attuning to what's here over and over. Patiently, persistently, kindly. So it's a beautiful rainy day, beautiful day for practice. The, the clouds, the rain, the mist you know, encourages that quietening and inward orientation. So there are many ways to practice mindfulness. Many ways to orient your attention. And yesterday and through the retreat, we're going to be emphasizing you mostly settling your attention to a primary object, a home base for awareness, which for many of you will be just the general awareness of the body. For many of you it will be the breath. It's the place that you mostly are attuning to, the place you return to each time you space out, you get lost in thought, you get distracted, you return return, sense of the body, sitting, breathing. But as you know, there's a whole host of other things going on. Sounds appearing and disappearing. Nature sounds, human sounds, bodily sounds, mechanical sounds can use sounds as a lovely support for present moment awareness. When we're present to any one of our senses, we're here because the body and the senses are always in the present moment. So for the most part, your attention will be oriented to simply being aware of the body and its array of sensations, and aware of the breath ebbing and flowing. But from time to time, your attention is drawn to sounds. You're aware of hearing, notice the sound, and then return. Very simple, very natural. And also, at times, you may notice strong emotions come up. Joy, sadness, fear, anxiety, restlessness, sadness, boredom. So ultimately, we're learning to include whatever happens in our experience within this field of mindful awareness. So at times, if a strong emotion does arise, 
What's helpful is to simply name it, feel it in the body if it has a physical component, which it usually does, in the heart, the belly, the throat, the hands. Feeling it, sensing it. You don't need to think about it, don't need to analyze it. Just be aware of it. And it will naturally pass by itself or we simply return our attention to the breath and the body. If all you learn this weekend is how to live with an embodied awareness, that is a great thing. Because the body, as I was saying last night, is a field of information, field of knowing. as I talked about last night, also being aware of the attitude in which you bring to your practice as you find your meditation seat. Are you sitting down with curiosity, interest, with a spirit of welcoming, openness? When things arise in your experience, like physical pain, difficult emotion. Also be aware, including within your mindfulness practice, how you are relating to that experience. Is there a contraction? Is there a resistance? Is there a judgment? Is there fear? Or is this simply the sense of, oh, Sensations are like this, pain is like this, sadness is like this, feeling it, noticing it, allowing it, seeing how it comes and goes. And when it passes, resuming awareness of the breath, body, So establishing your posture, relaxed, open, upright, grounded. Be mindful as you take your meditation seat, what your intention is, clarifying. Perhaps your intention is simply to be present, to be aware, to meet whatever experience is here with curiosity, or kindness, or welcoming, or to let go of being so lost in uh, fascination with thoughts. 
patient with ourselves. As you close your eyes or lower your gaze, just doing a little internal weather report. Just noticing what's here in the inner climate. What's the quality of your body this morning? Tired, energized, relaxed, tense? Mindfulness is simply meeting and knowing the conditions of the moment. So just acknowledging what's the body like in a general way in this moment, knowing how it can change. What's the quality of the heart? How are you feeling this morning? Bright, hopeful, peaceful, stressed, anxious. What's the quality of the mind? How's your mind this morning? Busy, quiet, focused, distracted. So we're knowing where we're starting from. And each meditation, we're starting from a different place. And so adjusting to that. If we're tired, sitting upright, having the eyes open. If you're restless, orienting, orienting towards stillness. Stillness of the room. Relaxation of the outbreath. And settling awareness, as you've been doing all day yesterday, into the body, feeling, sensing your posture, feeling the connection of the body with the ground, releasing any place of tension that you're holding unnecessarily in the eyes, the jaw, shoulders, the belly, Mindfulness of body in the body. Feeling, sensing the sensations of the body sitting from within. with that awareness of the body, aware of the breath, this constant companion, 
a subtle attention, feeling all the changing sensations of the inhale, the exhale. Being present during the still point of the pause between breaths. Bringing a quality of beginner's mind to each breath that's distinct from the last. And at times, the attention's naturally drawn to other things, sounds coming and going. For that moment, those moments of sound, simply being aware of hearing. Not a distraction, simply the next thing to be present to. And then resuming awareness the breath, the body. Times your attention is drawn to an itch or some ache or pain in the body. And again, we can allow our attention to naturally go there as it does, to notice it, to name it, oh, pain, oh, tension, burning, stabbing, pressure, heat, dullness, feeling it, sensing it. Noticing if you're bringing any resistance or reaction or aversion to it. 
see if it's possible to find some steadiness, even though something's unpleasant or painful. Noticing how it changes. If the pain, the discomfort's too much, it's fine to move slowly, mindfully, re-establishing a comfortable posture. And then again, resuming awareness of the breath of the body.
where is your attention in this moment? If not here, then where? Each time you notice, the attention has spaced out, become absorbed in some thought train. That recognition, thinking, is a moment of mindfulness. No need to judge. Simply recognize, release the thought, and return over and over this moment, this body, this breath.
time to time you may notice uh, strong emotions, moods, mind states coming up. Expansive qualities of joy or happiness, contentment, peace, or perhaps contracted states of fear and anxiety, loneliness, sadness. Mindfulness, we're learning to be inclusive and present to whatever's unfolding. So even though our attention is mostly residing, tending to the body and the breath, we also want to be aware of these things that ebb and flow in awareness. And so when a strong emotion comes, you can simply name it. Oh, sadness like this, fear like this, joy like this. Taking some moments to feel, oh, how do I know, how do I feel this emotion? Where do I feel it in the body? How does it, how does it affect my mind or thoughts or perception? Mostly simply noticing it, noticing how you are with it, welcoming or rejecting opening or resisting. And then you can resume awareness of body and breath. So we're learning to include whatever arises in our experience with awareness, kindness, curiosity.
in the last couple of minutes of the sitting. And aware the mind, the attention may have wandered, <coughs> re-establishing awareness here. This moment takes only a moment to return to mindful awareness. So very lovely to sit this morning with you in this stillness and misty morning. So do you have any questions about your practice this morning? Sitting, instructions, the walking, silence, being on retreat. Just anything that's arising for you, any challenge, insight? Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the question's about a mantra from TM, Transcendental Meditation, which uses mantra. Um, keeps coming in when she's following her breath. Um, yeah, that's pretty natural. You know, I actually started my practice with TM. 
when I was 16. Um, and it's a lovely practice, very good for concentration. And you know, if that's if that's the conditioning of the mind, then of course it will at times appear quite naturally. And since you're here, then I would just say let the mantra be in the background. So you don't need to feed it, don't need to resist it, but just keep bringing the attention of, of the breath and the body to the foreground. And then the mantra will come and go and do its thing. Um, not a problem in itself. Just notice it and um, just like the sounds coming and going. Yes. Right, right. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Lovely. So the the comment about you know yesterday feeling a lot of maybe resistance or reaction to her mind, and after listening to the talk instructions, feeling more. Sounds like welcoming or inclusive or less bothered by or telling it, you know, I'll deal with you later. Um, right? And probably much less suffering, right? When you when we have that, when we're not trying to fight and resist and struggle. Yeah. And usually when we stop with the resistance, the whole thing settles down. You know, when we tr- when we're pushing back on something, it tends to push back and we create this whole storm. So um and actually, the the I often say when you know, especially when work thoughts come up or there's something important. Oh, I've got to just just give me one second. I'm just going to think about that. You know, I say not now, not now. I hear you. This sounds important. Not now. It's not what we're doing right now. We're meditating. Yeah, at some point later, whenever I might do some reflection. So yeah, and that that orientation is is key to the whole practice. How we have a friendly attitude rather than fighting and struggling and creating more stress. So great. Yes, at the back. Yeah, yeah. So thinking about your practice when you're practicing the meta thoughts. Yeah. So what is when you're in that meta thinking about your practice? What is it? What do you? What, what arises that you should do in those moments? Right. 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 <laughs> right. So the first part was good. <laughs> oh, that's a thought. Okay, we're not here to think. Let it go. Come back to the breath. Come back to the body. Whatever your primary object is, right? And then, as you say, you know, we start a little bit. It's like the thin end of the wedge, right? We give a little thought, and then suddenly starts mushrooming. Well, if I was really doing this practice properly, no, 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 no. 
like how we write a whole essay about how to meditate well and start giving meditation instructions and teaching your friends and <laughs> so um, yeah so just noticing so the couple of things one is what can happen is we develop this meditation commentator's mind right we start commenting on experience oh that's a sensation notice a sensation okay breathe with it relax relax doing good relax breathe good now come back to the breath right which is just the mind the mind seems to like to stay busy and 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 be occupied and um, feels a little redundant when we're meditating so kind of creates a job for itself (laughs) and now we're going to comment and direct and report and rehearse and so we just notice that, notice the thinking, notice the commentary. You might even say, oh, commentate, commentary. And then you just let it go. <clears throat> so, you know, there's a times, a place that's valuable with that, but preferably not in the meditation. Because as you say, it just, it just draws you out. Yeah, good. Good noticing now. Yes, over here. Aha, uh-huh. don't tell us. <laughs> oh, you got a jukebox. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so what do you do with it when when you notice it? Pardon? Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Well, sometimes the lyrics have some, pertain to what we're doing. You know, sometimes there'll be a song, and, like, and I listen to the lyrics, like, all oh, right, yeah, I'm... You know, and then I would say what that song would be, but um, so again, it's interesting just to see how all of this stuff happens by itself, right? The thoughts, the commentating, the songs, who knows what. There's this whole selfless process that's going on that we think we like to think we're in control of. We like to think we're in control of our minds, but actually, we when we pay attention, it's like, wow, there's a whole movie theater going on in there, or a jukebox, or um, and I am learning to be aware of it and not get so lost in it. And so with the songs, you know, they're an interesting thing in themselves. Again, to neither feed them, you know, don't put any more quarters in the jukebox, nor get into fighting and pushing them away, because that doesn't work either. It just creates more energy and tension. And so you notice the song, you might notice the lyrics. And if, as much as you can, try let it be in the background and, and keep bringing your attention to the foreground of, uh, again, body, breath, sensations. Sometimes I'll open my eyes because that, that's a stronger sensation and it will just allow the, the thought to re- the, the song to recede. Um, but again, it's the, the most important thing, not whether the song is there or not, but how we're relating to it. Are we protesting, judging, resisting, contracting, self-pitying, complaining? Or just like, oh, there it goes again. I was on a three-month retreat once and uh, I listened to this CD on the way there and it was the worst thing I ever did. (laughs) Uh, Two months of this one song was like, oh, please, Louise. (laughs) I didn't even like the song that much. It's just like, it just gets stuck. So try not to feed it. Um, helps. <laughs> yes, please. I have a lot of um, dream, like, mm-hmm. I'm aware of it, but it's just random thoughts. Mm-hmm. It's not like falling. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Right, right, right. So the comments about noticing kind of dreamlike states or images and opening the eyes helps. Um, so when you open your eyes, what's the quality of your energy, your attention? Are you sleepy or is it just visual? Because it, it's just visual, yeah. Random or stories or colors or... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, you know, again, it's 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 always kind of interesting and sometimes wild what shows up when we're sitting quietly, right? The brain, the mind produces a lot of stuff, sometimes coherent, sometimes random. Um sometimes colors, sometimes just this, you know, dreamlike images. So, a couple things. One is it's the reason I asked you about the quality of energy, because often we get into this state called sinking mind in meditation, where we feel, we start off pretty bright and concentrated, or calm, or focused, and then the energy wanes, and when the energy wanes, then the mind and the images get a little more dreamy, and so the, the dreamy images are an indication of low energy, which is so opening the eyes and stimulating the, the body helps because um, we don't want to get stuck in that dr- in that sinking mind because it's very it's very comfortable it's quite pleasant it's a dreamy soft it's kind of you know fuzzy and um, but it's not very bright there's not a lot of awareness there so yeah opening the eyes having you know this it's fine to meditate with your eyes open many traditions emphasize that um, just have them gaze down soft soft focus and um, Yeah, so be mindful of the of the energy. Be mindful of whether you are in that sinking mind, and uh, use the eyes open as a, as a support. Yeah. Okay. Behind you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the so the comments about noticing strong emotion and and the, the desire to cry or have tears, and wasn't sure whether it's from joy or sadness, um, and that's not uncommon. Where you know it's a strong, you know, emotions are physiological phenomena. They rise in the body in response to certain stimuli, thoughts, images, sensations, memories, and. Um, you know, they're often quite similar. So um, there was a study done in Finland. Uh, they had people uh, um, look at very strong evocative uh, imagery, both beautiful, horrible, joyful, sad. And then they had them color these, the bodies. They had, they had drawings of, of, of figure and, and they just had them color in where they felt emotion, where they felt sensation. And things like sadness and joy, the, the centers that light up in the body are quite similar, or anger and fear. And so often things arise in life and in meditation, strong emotion, strong sensation. And as you say, tears of joy and tears of sadness can actually feel physiologically quite similar. And sometimes we know we can bring that discernment and go, oh, this is really just a, 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 is a poignancy or it's a sweetness. And maybe it's tinged with both 
joy and also a little tenderness, you know, maybe both. Sometimes we just have these waves of release of feeling and we, we don't know either where they come from, quite what they are, but tears come, sometimes we might cry and it's a release and we let it go. And if we can name it and bring it, you know, bring a, clo- you know, a curious attention to it, feel it, it, you know, as you saw, it comes, stays for a while, passes away. It helps to know, but sometimes we don't know. And sometimes you just go, oh, feeling. Oh, yeah, oh, tears. Oh, intensity. And then we just let it pass as it does. Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah, yeah. So the question's about when emotions come up and uh, rather than just naming it, feeling it, coming back to the breath, where's the place for inquiring, reflecting, where did it come from, etc. For the most part, we're not getting into that level of uh, analysis, um, mostly being with, but there is uh, a place for having a um, reflective quality of attention, so which is different than thinking about it. Um, for example, like the earlier question when this strong sensation feeling arises, right? There's a place for at times asking, what is this? Feels like joy, but it also feels like sadness. So there's a, there's a kind of a questioning or curiosity in the attention. And at times when we hold that kind of attention, we may, there may be some understanding, oh, this, oh, this is coming from all right, this is really, I'm still feeling the residue of sadness about that conversation I had just before I came into retreat. So um, we're less getting into the the analysis of the etymology, why it came, um, but more how we're relating to it as it's here. There's definitely a place for understanding why strong emotions, why experience happens. Right? But in the, in the heat of the meditation, we're not necessarily getting into that layer. Right? Sometimes after the meditation, you might, you might take a moment to reflect on that. But my experience is the more that we simply be present and be fully with that, you know, we don't need to be in a hurry to come back to the breath. We can hang out with the feeling, with the state, with the mood, with the energy, with the physical, physiological experience. And often in that, there's some understanding or insight or clarity about it. You know, and the Buddha definitely said, pay attention to what causes something to arise and pay attention to what allows it to cease. You know, usually what allows anything to cease is just being with it long enough without reactivity, it will pass away. And sometimes we might notice that stuff come, gets triggered because we were thinking about a situation or we had a particular physical sensation that it triggered a certain memory or feeling. So we want to bring that kind of lens, but the challenge is to do it without getting lost in a lot of thinking analysis. Yeah. Yes?
Well, I noticed you were standing. So standing is, uh, I would say, you know, opening the eyes is one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sitting. So, you know, you basically, the sinking mind, we need to refresh, you know, it's like, yeah, refresh the, the nervous system, the body, so taking some deeper breaths, opening the eyes. Um, if the sinking's really going into that sleepy realm, then standing up. Um, they're the, the simplest, easiest antidotes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, at the back, and then two of the. <laughs> right, simple pleasures. Yeah, yeah, the joy of walking in the rain. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Yes, over here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wait, can you say a little more about the striving that you're having, experiencing here? Right. It's what, sorry? Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the question's about effort and wise effort and striving and how to, how to hold all of that here and, and in life. You know, it's really, uh, it's one of those ongoing <coughs> koans, questions, or uh, areas of balance, right? There's, there's no one right effort. Right, because effort is always wise. Effort is always attuned to where we are. Right, so too little effort, you know, too much relaxation, and we tend to space out and just kind of not be that connected. Too much effort, we get tight, we get contracted, we get a little willful, we can get a headache, we get tense, and it's all very sort of tight and unpleasant. Um, and you know, through any through the day, through the meditation, we're constantly ebbing and flowing in that in that effort. Um, and at some point, we can you know, there are times when when the effort is becomes effortless because of joy, because of engagement, because of enthusiasm, because of connection, because of love. Um, so, um, I think just one sim- one barometer to look for is noticing when you get tight. Notice when you when you're there's some tightness about you know like maybe you, the, the, you get tight each time you get distracted like ah damn it damn, damn okay start again right or you get a headache because you're kind of willing yourself okay follow the breath right or or you're so loosey goosey that's just yeah it's all good it's all one and but you're really completely checked out and like that's not really getting anywhere either so um, it's really you know so much of practice is about balance and balancing effort balancing attention, balancing all kinds of things. 
So, um, so rather than having one idea of what, whether it's striving or non-striving, right? We clearly have a, an intention here, right? Which is to be present, to be awake, to be kind, to be allowing, and at the same time to also um, to be relaxed, to be open, to be receptive. So it's it is it's it's a fluid process, um, and there's no one way. But just be it's it's really a quality of, of being attentive moment to moment. Because what I, I could say something to you that may be more around relax, relaxing and, and softening, but to someone else I might say, you need to really bring up the effort and focus and be more attentive. Right? And we could reverse that instruction to each of you tomorrow. So it's being just tracking that moment to moment. Okay, so um, I have to pause now just for some instru- uh, uh, announcements and things. So... <clears throat> Uh, first thing, please enjoy the rain. <laughs> we had a great instruction from the back there. Um, it is beautiful. We have lots of umbrellas. Um, so in terms of walking, um, you know, when we have movement happening in the upper walking room, there's less areas to walk inside. There is downstairs. We're extending that walking space downstairs. You can walk in the corridors of the, of the residence halls. You can walk in the dining room if you want to be inside. You can walk in the foyer here. Um, but please make use of walking outside. It's one of my favorite things to do on retreat is to walk in the rain. It's very, very delicious. Um, uh, it is tick season here. Some of you may be familiar with the ticks. Some of you not. Um, ticks are tiny little critters. You barely see them. Um, they like to suck blood and they like flesh. So, which includes us. Um, and um, they're mostly in the grasses and uh, the shrubs. Um, so we ask that you be really mindful when you're walking. Um, ideally, you stay on the trails. There's less on the trails. The more you walk in the grass, the more they'll stick to your clothing. And when you come back into the buildings, you tend to drag them in. So we've had ticks found in the hall. Um, so please be mindful when, whenever you've gone outside and taken a walk, brush down your clothes um, so you're not bringing any in. Um, if you have taken a longer hike, um, please uh, you know check your body, check you know, take off your clothes. You know, really be mindful. Um, that it, you know, it is a real issue. We do have Lyme disease. It's it's uncommon, but it it's, it happens, and so this it's a serious thing that we really ask you to be mindful of that. Um, and if you do find a tick on you, please go to the manager's office and they'll help you uh, navigate that, <clears throat> particularly if it's stuck in you. Um, when you're not using uh, equipment like the benches and stuff, particularly, please put them back so other people can use them. We don't have that many benches. It's nice to share whatever equipment we have. And also, there's a notice board in the foyer that, uh, where managers and teachers will leave you notes, so please uh, check the board for that. In particular, if you miss a group that you're assigned to, we'll write you a note saying, hey, you missed your group, please come to another uh, group uh, with that teacher. Um, but there are notes that aren't being checked, so please do that. And then just in terms of uh, the whole protocol, um, I'm not sure if Anna mentioned this, but when we, whenever we finish um, a sitting or a teaching in here, 
Um, we ask that you just stay sitting for a moment. This allows us time to get out because we often have to get to a room or do things prior to meeting with you. So if you just pause for about a, you know, until we leave the hall, that would be really helpful for us. Other than that, um, I want to just really uh, encourage you to, again, really give yourselves to the walking practice, beautiful practice. All the instructions that you hear and hear for the sitting, they really apply to the walking, whether it's around effort or working with thoughts or feeling working with emotions, staying grounded in the body, in the feet. Um, and... Um, and the same applies to everything, every other moment, right? As I said yesterday, there's no breaks in, med- in, in the retreat. So when you walk to your room or clean your teeth or you're taking a shower or drinking tea, please make that. It's a, everything's a beautiful opportunity for mindfulness. I want to close with this piece from Wendell Berry, great teacher, poet, farmer. He says, And the world cannot be discovered by a journey of miles, the spiritual journey, Uh, And the world cannot be discovered by a journey of miles, no matter how long, but only by a spiritual journey, a journey of one inch, very arduous and humbling and joyful, by which we arrive at the ground at our feet and learn to be home. So let's see if we can find that ability to be at home wherever we are, moment by moment, step by step, inch by inch. Thank you, everybody. Enjoy your practice. So we do have groups this morning. Please check the board. And I uh, will see you soon. And if you're not, if your name isn't on the board today for groups, we'll also we'll be having groups tomorrow. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org/donate.